hello. Um, let me let me talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. I guess I wanted to talk about the vaccine and my views on it and try not to be very cryptic about it or anything like that. I feel like some of the politics that I've talked about recently haven't been, um, I don't know, probably not in-depth enough or, or something like that. I don't want to sound insensitive to people who get a vaccine. Uh, I think it's important that we don't belittle people for the decision to do it or to not do it. And um, you should, like, uh, I, I just don't want to, um, I don't want to sound mean to people who get it or whatever. <clears throat> I'm just saying that because in recent days I feel like there, uh, there's, there's a lot more to be said or t that should be acknowledged about the virus or um, there's more going on like than that I would, uh, I tend to be kind of idealistic and I think that the world is going to be this better place and shit like that. And I think that it would be regardless of single events that happen uh, during the timeline of it, regardless of any like devastating thing that could happen or whatever. Um, I still, I, I try to make predictions sort of about the future based on authorities that we dissolve and shit like that, whatever. Uh, but you can take that away on your own. Um, that, that's what I do. I just, it, like, I don't want to, I would like to recognize any area where I was tone deaf in, like, in substitute, like I was too idealistic, maybe. Like, I don't want to sound idealistic because, uh, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I do sound idealistic, really. I have no idea how I sound. I just wanted to explain that the world is a horrible place. And I think that sometimes the world, in this so socializing sort of way, where socializing is put at the forefront, like this way of speaking to other people, um, it kind of, I feel like people ignore what's horrific, and they ignore, they, they take it upon, on, upon themselves to ignore the horrible nature of people sometimes, and they do that because... Well, I just think that we live in a we live in a safe face culture, and it's not just America. Like China is notoriously known as being a safe face culture. Like there's lots of safe face cultures, and social media makes things a safe face kind of world. Um, I just wanted to explain my views on the virus, so I wanted to make it sort of clear in case you um, didn't, in case you didn't know. But in case you wanted a differing opinions, because I guess I was thinking about it and I was like, if somebody got the vaccine, I guess it would probably be worrisome to them, the kinds of measures that they're now asking for about like a booster. And um, I would, I just wanted to say that I don't think you should get a vaccine or you should get a booster, but also I'm worried about the blackout of of news that is, that would exist alternate to the mainstream narrative of you have to get the vaccine and um, obviously the measure the control measures that they're implementing across the world are worrisome I don't know if you know about them there's a lot of shit going down in Australia and in and in Europe the one I know about the ones in Australia the most that they're locking down whole cities like they're locking down Sydney and 
I think Perth. They like locked down Sydney and basically I would say that the the whole thing that they're doing is like a giant experiment and it's carried out by globalists at a um at a globalist at that high of a level. And the people that are behind it are as horrible as you could imagine people to be. It's just that I think that sometimes a culture plays out like everything is fine and then we we push aside things that are warnings to us into our subconscious but we push them aside and it's not just like a it's not like a cultural thing i think it's a fear of actually addressing what is horrific and what is horrible that um and that there is horror i think that christians have it right when they when they go after satan that like satan i think that that's like there's there is problems with satan and there's, there's evil things in the world, and the world doesn't address them. They brush them aside into their subconscious, like like evil happenings or um, possessions or stuff like that are usually... I mean, these are all scoffed at and on a mainstream level and on a visible level, but they, we just as a society reserve these things for the invisible. Um, and so... I mean, I think that what that leads to is that, like, you might have a, you might um, run into in the future a time when you have to deal with all that, all that that you've been brushing aside. I think that, I think that there are people in secret societies that run the world, and there's evidence for these, and, like, you hear about it peripherally a lot, um, the kind of, like, Satan worship that goes on from people in power. And I think that there's something to that. I think that that uh, shouldn't be ignored. Like, there's a lot, there's enough reports of it. But it's just, like, these kind of things exist in the in your subconscious. And it's, like, what you dream about is also your subconscious. The kinds of things that your dreams would communicate to you are, um, there's subconscious things. Like, you can sort of, if you're interested in your dreams at all, you you can sort of interpret them sometimes to the point that you understand what the dream is like have you ever interpreted a dream that you had and then you were like you knew that you were right like you had this you didn't know what it meant but like you wanted you were trying to work it out in case you're in the business of doing something like that and then but you then realized that you knew exactly what it was when you just thought about it for a little bit because dreams provide you symbols a bunch of symbols in a network or whatever the setting is for the dream and they're kind of like representative so it's like a, it's like a metaphor that you have to work out but like these this is a reflection of your subconscious mind i would say and like it's a it's a reflection of your subconscious mind and you can you can ignore stuff like that like your what i'm saying is that your subconscious calls out to you and there's like there's there's what is visible and then there's what is invisible and um like it's the same to say that you have a conscious and you have a subconscious and we live in a hyper we live in a pretty conscious world i mean at least the world that is visible really chooses to ignore the invisible or people that um would send themselves over radio waves like more so conservatives or people who go outside of what is obvious to say to state a different opinion because the news that you see is all liberal and um, it's to the point that you would think that everybody in the world has adopted a liberal agenda, but this is just what they 
This is the reason that they do it. They just happen to have the resources to do that because they're a bunch of obvious people. They're a bunch of they're a bunch of literalists. They're a bunch of obviosos. Are liberals? They just they go by what is visible, and then they think that they think that it what's very obvious and right in front of everybody, like agendas that you're supposed to get a vaccine. That if you disagree with that, that you just haven't heard about it yet. Where it's like they they really don't think very far into it. But I mean, I, I wouldn't want to discredit them. I'm just trying to discredit like the liberalism. Um, I would want to go after that more so because I can get talked down by liberals and liberal arguments just from hearing about them because it's so, because their arguments are so evident or they're like, they're always throw it in your face because they just go by what happens in the present moment and their interpretation of authority is whatever authoritarian structures and organizations exist in the world in the present they're like this is how you this is the only way to interpret authority is how you see it right at this moment very visibly like and this is this is what dictates their entire thing they don't go outside of what is obvious to to um to theorize outside of that they only they only deal with what is perceptible and um this is just like this kind of mentality like or i mean maybe people are just so inundated with it or they see that every like the like twitter is so pro vaccine and like reddit so pro vaccine but like everything even tiktok now is very pro vaccine i was on tiktok for like five hours yesterday and it didn't see any didn't see anything about lockdowns in australia or um other places like um, scuffles that are happening across the world because they're imposing mandatory lockdowns and not letting people into grocery stores in France and stuff like that. Um, I'm not seeing anything about that on Twitter, and or, or in or on TikTok, and so that's pretty worrisome. And um, I say that to say that like TikTok is probably compromised, and it I don't know that it was always, but as far as social media, um, it's just that like um there what i'm worried about i'm a little worried about why i wanted to say something is there like maybe uh something something might come about maybe some sort of societal problem i think that there's a lot of people that are mentioning things about doomsday i don't think a doomsday is a real thing but it's like a really terrible event could happen that's like this the same reason that there's horrible people that perpetrate world war ii this uh this kind of thing can happen again and i think that we are quick to ignore evil we're quick to say that there were the people that put on the evil in world war ii were like oh we're behind that or even that germans are love the jews now or like stuff like that it's like oh they're that's done this is 70 years ago and like norm Macdonald has this bit where he's talking about the he's He's like, uh, we worry about all these countries like North Korea and Russia. He's like, he is, he's a bit that he does where he's like, there is one country I'm worried about. It's Germany. I don't know if any of you are history buffs or not, but uh, at the beginning of this century, they're like, Germany went to war and they chose as their target the world. And then he's like, then they did it again, World War II. Um, the point that I'm making is that uh, I think you'd be naive to think that we're good now or like that we evolved past it when that shit was only 70 years ago. I'm talking about Germany because there's this guy named Klaus Schwab that 
wrote this essays booklet he's the founder of the world economic forum i don't know if you know about him he made this essay like a year ago in uh i think june 2020 called the great reset and i hear about this book from other people i know that are more like conspiratorial maybe a little bit more than me have been all about this for a while and um i got through half of it it's like a number it's like 110 pages long i got through half of it he's just talking about how the so klaus schwab is friends with bill gates and he's like the he's the founder of the davos forum which is just like the resort at which the world economic forum meets where and the davos forum is just a collection of all the world like people in the most power get together and uh meet and talk about whatever it's like one of those bilderberg type things it's just globalist summit and so and Klaus Schwab is like one of the leaders of this whole thing and like he wrote this thing called the great reset and he basically in this essay that he wrote this booklet is saying that he we need to reset the world he's blaming the pandemic completely uh so it's like i read half of this i'll tell you more about it if i make more episodes about this when i finish reading it or whatever that i could then tell you everything that's in it so it was like because people are always reporting on like it's in um if you want to know what the globalists are doing you just read the great reset that this that is written by this guy klaus schwab and um it's just that like somebody he's basically like Hitler if it carries through the kinds of things that he wants especially as he's a guy he's the guy who's titled to this great reset like he would basically be like the new Hitler if the kinds of things in his booklet were actually carried out but what's worse than that is that these people have resources to carry out these kinds of things you see like that they're able to implement on a nation like on a nation lockdowns and shit like that based on the ideologies and moralities of a handful of people and what comes through to me very plainly in this great reset book is that this is a guy and writing from his opinions and his morality and and it's very tone deaf as in a world where I feel like it's more increasingly understood that it's like, who are you, who, what individual person are you going to listen to that they're like, that you're going to cure the world with your sense of morality um, doesn't make any sense. Like, and it's not, you're not going to come up with, you're not going to know what to do. If it's just like Bill Gates kind of people are very worried about world overpopulation because they think they're intelligent for coming up with that. And that's what, that's what Klaus Schwab, Schwab writes about. Basically, he cakes it in a lot of elitism, but to try to show that he's... Because if you're writing, if you're coming forward with a paper that says, like, this is the way that the world should be reset, what he wants to do is make an entire new setting for the world, where it's like we reset everything, but... Um, like politically whatever he has a lot of disdain for america he has a lot of disdain for economies he doesn't want there to be a gdp anymore he, he doesn't want there to be competition he is completely a socialist to the point that it's embarrassing if you ask me his paper is littered with nothing but socioeconomic this socio-political social that society and it's all about that society is bad we need to make improvements to society he is just he is simply a socialist and to me that isn't very interesting because like socialism in america we hardly even talk of things in terms of like socialism is the evil anymore like uh we we turned more to 
trying to figure out why capitalism is bad or something. It's like socialism we know is bad, even though, but you can still viably be a socialist and, and impress those views on the entire world if you have enough power. But basically this Klaus Schwab guy is the result of a world that places a lot of power in, author- in authority. And it's like, um, because we live in an authoritarian world and it's just that there are many levels of authority, you just don't see most of them. Until recently, most people were just under the perception that the presidential level was like the greatest level of authority. But it's really like Washington sold themselves out to people higher up than them years and years ago and over years and sold themselves to China and shit like that. And um, they're like making deals behind America's back for that are beyond the screen of the, of the elected officials. And like the, um, so this guy is just, this guy's a socialist. He practices the religion of society and he thinks that everything, it's just problems in society. Like, this is as far as he's gotten in his thinking, is what I'm saying. Is that he's like, socialism is the greatest, or something. Just, he's like, all he sees it as is we need to improve society, as opposed to, like, society isn't the best filter through which to see it. Um, and, like, so he's, I don't know that I got to the best parts of it, but he's just, he's saying that he gives complete power to the virus which at this time june 2020 so throughout the paper he just talks about the virus like it's god like it's the greatest thing like the most undefinable uncontrollable thing power force in the world he gives it credit to be that because he uses the pandemic as his excuse throughout the paper just for to push his agendas but basically you would understand in reading this booklet that this this is shit that he's been thinking about for a very long time that would be pretty obvious because to give complete faith uh and power to a virus that like was only started existing five months before that like this klaus schwab guy was not doing some other shit in the world and the virus happened and then he's like oh you know what let's come up with a plan because all of this is just uh the way it's written is just it's his morality like you you could tell this shit is built right into him and it's a bunch of his opinions because for whatever reason he thinks that he's the most intelligent person enough in the world that he gets to set he gets to make the decisions on behalf of the world but it's just like bill gates and this guy are have enough power because they have billions of dollars because it's like a plutocratic plutocracy is where they're the ruling class is the wealthy is a plutocracy but it's it's basically like i'd say that the ruling class is just as long as we refer to them as that what's more at the heart of it rather than that it's a rule of people with wealth is that it's people with power and that doesn't is not exactly encapsulated in the term plutocracy that uh like it's people in power it's authoritarianism we live in a very authoritarian world because of we can't even refer to the ruling class without the rule that they're these are the people that make the rules we are we think that rules always have to set the tone i mean this is the only this is the only way we filter these things almost like through the perception of authority like through the boundaries and that the authoritarian structures have to exist the way that they do because but it's just like they exist that way because there has to be somebody to blame there has to be somebody who's going to stand responsible for a body of knowledge that we can invoke to say like oh that's true because we're like oh there can't be any other way what are you going to do rely on people or, or like rely on yourself it's just that the there's a bunch of people that are really pissed about somebody who wouldn't take a vaccine because they're like oh you're you have to you have to do this for the common good 
or whatever you have to do it for the common good or like you need to sacrifice your rights or, or whatever. And it's really just that as I've been explaining over the course of this podcast, conservatives are interested in individualism and um, liberals are interested in collectivism, but like, and collectivism is very easy. This is partially why it's obvious and out in the open. It's like, it's very easy to take the way out of saying that this body of knowledge already exists because it all already, the authority already obviously exists. If somebody's saying like, well, science says this or whatever, it's just like a, but it's like a not trusting yourself thing where it's like you always get to trust in somebody else's thing. And liberals think that the entire world is supposed to operate by these standards of saying that you can only put your trust in people outside of yourself because they're not, uh, I, I wouldn't say they're very good survivalists or they're just like not, they gave up their power to dictate their own terms or shit like that. But like they sell you on that, you have to do it for the team as if that's the only way to do it. They come up with phrases like the common good when where is the separate good? If it's the common good, you are talking about a specific version of good that deals in commonality. The common good is communist. So if you ask me to take part in the common good, then, um, I mean, like, this is the common good. I, I would have thought that communism was the thing that we're... Don't we typically refer to communism as negative? Don't we typically not like that? It's the common good, the, the commonality type of good, as opposed to the separate good, the distributed good. What about the good that is across different locations and separated across different places? The common good, there has to be a united good. Good only happens in uniting and collectivism is a phrase like that. But it's like, it's just, it's just easier to state things in that way. Like liberalism is more, it's more obvious and more visible to say that it's like, oh, you have to do things for everyone rather than, um, I don't know. But it's just that it's people like Klaus Schwab are afraid of differences and he, people who are different, this is what people who promote a betterment, better society, we have to continuously evolving a better society. They're afraid of individualism. And he points out that America is an individualistic nation. And so he has a lot of fear of them. He has a lot of fear of people that would, uh, positions that are foreign to them, but it's just that like a position that is outside of society, somebody who's individualistic is going to be uneven in, in terms of in terms of uh, what society and socialism is going to want to do to filter out the unevenness. And um, what I want, I'm just wanted to say my own opinions. I don't need to get into, I don't need to get into like policy of my, my own policy. I just, I just am worried about the vaccine and I don't think you should take it. I think, I mean, if you listen long enough, you might've already heard me say something like that, but um like, I don't want to be insensitive. I think that we might live in a more horrific future where there's more people in hospitals. I'm worried about the fate of the football season. I'm trying to put forward that we ignore the people shouting virus. But, like, if it's just... It might reach this state of great confusion where there's lots of people in hospitals. And they're going to be telling you that it's because of the unvaccinated. And they're going to be lying to you. 
and um, that's going to obviously not help anybody in terms of figuring out the truth because people like me will say they're going to tell you it's the unvaccinated and they're lying to you and then how would you know that I wasn't lying or just making shit up when they're like the trusted media or whatever but it's just that um, what worries me a little bit is that both sides of it and other people it seems like 2021 is just a year of us waiting for something to happen i don't want to sound like a doomsday person but when i see the people on tiktok that are like i think something's about to happen i feel like i maybe agree or like understand a little bit like i wouldn't want to discount it completely i wanted to but it's like i kind of feel like we're waiting for something to happen but um Maybe the thing that we're waiting for is just like the evil, uh, the evil to f actually emerge. But um, like, I would be worried about overcrowding in hospitals. I I think that the vaccine is bad. There's uh, there's lots of deaths from people getting injected just upon getting injected that they don't tell you about. The nothing in the media is going to tell you any negative side effects, and there are multiple and various negative side effects with the vaccine and um ye, like i i'm just saying you shouldn't take it and like if you did that's probably fine the, uh, like for as far as what it's going to do to your body but um don't take any boosters because they're like they i i believe that they make your body worse and worse i think that they're designed to do that i think that the people i think that people that are behind it want want you to get sick because they don't because they're afraid of overpopulation but bill gates has been afraid of overpopulation for like forever he's been devoting his whole life to vaccinations that um he's been devoting his whole life to vaccinations in africa and studies for them he's been he's been vaccinating un, like unwilling participants in africa for years and years and sterilizing them in the name of overpopulation because this is his this is his morality, but he thinks he's brilliant. But like, um, it's it's like somebody like that who gets all that money is is somebody who has the potential to have a devastating impact. Like somebody like Bill Gates is probably has enough money to tell anybody around him no at any at any point. Like he has enough money to get new friends or or whatever. Like he probably lives in a sort of protected state of things a little bit where he would always think that he was right because he's born wealthy and just like had billions of dollars forever that he's going to like i'm saying that he hasn't he probably you you might imagine as i am imagining he's probably able to surround himself with a lot of yes men but to the point that like not enough people during the course of his life are challenging him but you would know that that's true that he's going to come out and say like well i get to speak on behalf of the entire world and say that this is what they need and they like they um so bad shit needs to happen because because whatever because it's for the betterment of society because shit like this can happen because these people don't care because people you have to recognize that people are horrible there's people that do not would not care about the needless killing of thousands of people and um that's what you need to know. I'm just saying, like, um, I just, I wanted to say something because I didn't want to be, um, 
I didn't, it, it's just that like, um, I still is supportive. I've been trying to not say very much about the virus because I just wanted to not be on the airwaves or known at all. I don't want it to be spoken. I think it's kind of like spreading a virus to talk about it, but it's like, I think it's just going to be pretty inevitably in our lives again. And, um, it might be worse than before. And people are like, 2020 was really bad. It could be worse for this year. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I'm not very eager about this broadcast I'm doing because it's like, I would, it would, I would rather be wrong, but don't think that it's not in me to watch some of the world burn just so that I would be right. You know, like, um, I, what I'm saying is that I might get on Christian people because they, they always make it so that they have to be right. But it's like, it's not like I don't do some of that. It's not like I just wish that I was always right. And um, I think that it's going to just have to be that we don't make this a matter of right and wrong going into the future. We just have to figure out, we have to figure out the kind of like demographics of what's going on at hospitals and shit like that. We have to figure out um, and not point the figure, finger at each other because that just plays into the division that higher powers want us to have. And um, division with each other. And we, I think that it's important that people who don't like it speak out against it and that we go into the streets and deny mandatory vaccine admissions in the grocery stores or whatever to public places that we should um we just need to stand up to any government lockdowns because they're just doing this in the name of control and authority the klaus schwab's paper is saying that he wants to i mean basically eliminate nationalism and then do make it regionalism, redo the entire world, but in new regions. This is the, this is the guy who, but like, um, Fauci knew about the pandemic before it started. And he was, they've, they've been trying to launch the pandemic on the world is what I believe. I think that it was created in a lab and for nefarious purposes to kill lots of people because people in power are inflicting their moralities of depopulating because they're they're worried about overpopulation and they think they're doing the right thing and um like just the just don't get the booster like don't don't listen to any of this bullshit that they that they're that obviously like haven't we been gearing up and heard from the other side of the aisle like isn't there enough fear out there about socialism especially in america and totalitarianism isn't there like haven't we heard about the evils of that forever and and now they're trying to now they're trying to just enforce that on everybody and act like it's understood that everybody agrees like as it, they're gonna act like it isn't directly and obviously tyranny and totalitarianism if they move in on our cities and start locking people down they they're just but that's what they're doing in other countries they're acting like it's um nothing they're acting like this is you have to listen and people people who don't care i mean i don't know people that i don't know what they're doing that they're just like so for the vaccine that they're they're getting pissed at somebody who doesn't take it like that who what group of people would you be more worried about the group of people that needs you to do one specific thing for sure you have to do this or the group of people that it's like oh well whatever you can choose to take it or not to take it because there's one group of people that's like oh yeah well whatever would you would you rather have the freedom associated like a group of people that's more doing things in the name of freedom of your rights that people have rights or a group of people that's like you have to get this vaccine and that's the only 
possible pathway. Um, it's it's just that the culture is kind of fucked, I would say, and like Washington is crumbling. I'd say that Washington is maybe starting to crumble the same way that we saw that we've seen Hollywood crumble. Like, and it has been doing that, and like the deterioration of cable media has contributed to that. And cable media is a lot of it is East Coast too, or Washington is. It's like this kind of thing maybe didn't hit the East Coast as it did the west coast but um like i think that washington is starting to deteriorate deteriorate in that way where we're like we don't really see the elected officials officials as people in power and biden is obviously um like biden is contributing to that i think that it's one of those things where you're like um in 300 years if they have things such as schools that and history textbooks they would be like what were the three events that were warning signs that led up before the cultural collapse of America? And uh, you'd be, and you'd point to the fall at Kabul. Like, that's just one of those things where it's like, oh, the rapid leaving of Afghanistan without any, without any planning, confusion. But it's just a, it's a folding in on yourself move from a, from a suicidal folding it on yourself regime, our our government, our elected officials, liberals especially, like I mean not liberals but yeah liberals, the left, like the left, they're just a suicidal group of people that hate our culture. They don't they don't want football stadiums to be full, um, and they they would do anything for what they think is progress. I mean it's just like a lot of a lot of blind spots they don't they don't recognize in themselves that they get to say that they dictate for the entire country like they get to speak like what's what's exactly supposed to go down when they're elected to represent us and there's so much of the country that doesn't agree with these the kind of moves that they're making but like i would say that most people wouldn't agree with a rapid pull out of everybody in afghanistan that leads to like Lisa's very messy Taliban takeover. I mean, just giving the Taliban, giving Afghanistan to the Taliban, um, is obviously flies in the face of a lot of what we have understood America to be, even just in the last 30 years, even just in my lifetime, is a pretty shocking um, move because Biden. It, not only did he pull them all out, but he's like proud of himself, but it's not like, it's just because he's delusional that he makes the kind of statements and press conferences that he's like, um, oh yeah, but there, because he's, he's speaking on behalf of whoever's telling him to speak and whoever's telling him to speak is selling this like it's, um, it's just like a liberal policy where we're trying to let the rest of the world take more power, which is already liberal policy. Liberal policy is already like the deconstruction of American culture and American influence because they, because, because they hate, because they hate America. And, uh, like whenever my phone does a uh, 20% is remaining, it shuts, turns the video off. So that's fun. So now I just restart. Oh, no, the video won't go. I, I fucking suck, man. I fucking suck it. I can't record myself. It, the space is always full or it's always some shit that is fucking like, if I had any ability to make myself commercial at all, then maybe I would be deserving to do this or something is what I'm getting mad at myself for doing. I'm just like, now I'm pissed at myself. But um, I'm pissed at myself that it's fucking... Re I can't ever fucking do it. It's just recording myself. I can do it on the radio. It just goes to show you that some people are naturally like 
Um, I just live in an invisible sector, even to people on social media that I know. It's like I live in this different wavelength that you you have to go to different means to to be on the same one to like go and listen to it or whatever. It's like it's almost like I can only do it over radio. I don't I can't make myself visible. Like I'm conservative in that way because and then nobody even watches the videos but youtube does take away views that i get too i see that happening they take away likes i get for comments i drop comments on like all kinds of videos all over the place i get likes on them and then they're then they're gone they take away the likes immediately it's just like oh this many people liked it and then uh then likes go down and the same thing has happened with views for my videos and but i would say that that's not a it's not a referendum on me by youtube i think that youtube just does a lot in the name of squelching people who don't have power already because they're just i mean if they can do something to do that they if they can keep the people who are already invisible invisible they would do that um but like i'm just just getting getting mad at myself but like biden pulling the troops out of afghanistan is obviously it's it's just um incredibly offensive but all these stay all these same media sources that are very visible that support a singular agenda across all of themselves like twitter and the washington post they um immediately talk about the taliban as if the taliban is our friend or like we're on their side or we're just we're just casually trying to see things from the perspective of the taliban and now according to the washington post um just like um we're just trying to figure out what the Taliban is up to. They had an article that was like Taliban shifts, Taliban shifts focus to governing, but but there's like too many. There's still all this shit in the way, or something like. But people are people are still upset about it, or something. They're acting like, well, I wonder what the Taliban's going to do now. They're oh, they're they're shifting their focus to governing, like they're trying to make it work. But ugh, just if there weren't so many naysayers out there that dislike the Taliban. The Washington Post, the second Biden pulls everybody out, they immediately love the Taliban. But it's like, they would already love the Taliban because they like they like them. They're like, oh, the, we need to let the Taliban have their turn because because they they need their culture and they deserve to have it. It's like, um, like maybe the Taliban does deserve to have that area, but obviously you should, you should have a bit more consideration or... Um, appreciation for what has gone down over there then you would just pull everybody out immediately but liberals are in do things in the name of suicide of america the nation they want america to look bad they want deterioration of faith in the u.s dollar and shit like that they would love that they would love if the u.s dollar was not the reserve currency anymore they would which is that it is u.s currency is built on other countries faith in america but the just they want us it's it's this deliberate thing where perpetrated by liberals, but people who are behind Biden that tell him it's that Biden did any of this that so you get mad at Biden that doesn't make any sense really. That guy is just like I feel I feel bad for him a little bit because he probably has dementia and he's probably confused about everything that's happening. Um, but like he might just they might just tell him to step down and Kamala Harris now, but Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is a person that they wanted there to begin with anyway. They're like, when she was in debates, they inflated her poll numbers after she had a debate to make it look like she was, she was, she had this amazing debate and killed everybody and that everybody was now on her side because of all of her great singers. Like everybody had so much fun listening to Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was already one of their given, chosen plants that they were excited about. Like her being president is just, you see is just a kangaroo 
court of events that they're like they did whatever it took to get that person in power eventually because there's so many people that are on her side in power that they're able to make whatever happen that they want but you already know that it's they're against they're against people who would stand for freedom like trump they visibly the media hated him very consistently forever his entire time in office just because the establishment was totally against the idea of one of their chosen not being in there but um like it's just that um i don't i'm just gonna say it's hopefully maybe i'll just have this one episode about it i'm just worried about um i'm worried about a resurgence of cases and sicknesses and I just think that um, I think we need to stand up to not not allow mandatory shit, not allow totalitarian and authoritarian control, and um, because people like Klaus Schwab are think that they get to impress that on the on the entire world. I was reading his paper. His paper in the beginning of it said, "These are the three He's like, these, these are the three foundational reasons why we need a great reset. He said, these are the three basis points for like, this is what he sees in the world. This is why we need a great reset. He said, interdependence, um, complexity, and velocity. He cited velocity. What he meant was acceleration or relativity. But basically he's saying, the world is speeding up and it's becoming more connected, which is what everybody already knows, which is what everybody already knows. He's saying citing interdependence and complexity, where he's saying complexity refers to a bunch of nodes in a network, which is the same thing that he described interdependence as. So it's like he really only came up with two things because complexity and interdependence are the same thing. But um, and then he cited velocity as a reason when velocity happens at slow and fast speeds. But he said velocity is the reason the, like the world is speeding up velocity is the pro velocity is one of the reasons what he meant is it like acceleration or that relative speeds relativity he meant either acceleration or relativity like that a speed that things go at now is faster is a comparison to before he also said exponential growth is the result of velocity when things that things that increase exponentially this is because of acceleration does he he's dumb enough to not know that or something but i'm just saying that like i'm reading this paper and treating it as that well if this guy like if this paper is in any way true that's because this guy is the most intelligent person ever and deserves to say these things like maybe he has a point maybe the world should be depopulated or something like that but it's like um in reading the paper i realize that it doesn't have merit because it's just one guy's opinions and he's just saying like we need to do this because and the things that he gets angry at come through like over and over again like he's mad at america he's mad at competition because he's a socialist he's just a socialist and it's just a socialist ideology but like um this is the way that the world's run a guy like that has spent his whole life just accruing titles but he's the most powerful guy just about in the world is the person that got the most titles the most like honorary geopolitical like geopolitical man of the year from the united nations or like honorary doctorates or phds and shit like this guy is very good at collecting titles but it's like at some point you collect so many that you're the best authoritarian of all authoritarians and uh because that's the that's the world we live in more 
more authority we already assume is more powerful. And so it's like, what would be different from that? Like, how would you perceive the world through something other than authority? Or like, what would be a substitute to that? Because obviously the ruling are always the ruling, but it's kind of just more an adherence to an ideology of of rules and authoritarianism. And like, don't say that authority is um, the be all end all of of ideas there's there's better than that but it's really the case that authority is how we is how we run the world completely like this is what you could sum it up as because it's who is the we're always trying to figure out who the ruling class is or like what's the reason how do we diminish the ruling class but it's always assumed the ruling class and they are that because they're the ones who dictates all dictate all the rules because it's just that it's just that authoritarianism is is the system for the entire world. And so somebody who has, he has a billion titles is Klaus Schwab is then the guy that is at the top of it and gets to dictate decisions. And I'm saying that this is the reason why we need different structures than authority. Um, because that doesn't make any sense. It's kind of the same as saying like that the wealthy are in power. That doesn't make sense. It's just difficult to make that not happen because it's like success would often be correlated with the money that you're making or, or power. So that, of course, the wealthy are in power, but we do have different words for these things. Wealthy as the ruling class is a plutocracy, and the uh, uh, just people with titles as a ruling class is authoritarian. And there, is, so there are there are nuances in these things, but it's like somebody like Klaus Schwab has just done everything in the name of socialism. He's just under the idea ideology of that society to needs to be improved. And so this makes him in opposition to individualism. But like, um, I just wanted to I just wanted to state some of the things that I was stating. There, um, it's it's just that there. Uh, it's just that. Well, I mean, I don't want it to be. I don't want it. I don't, I don't want to be naive. I don't want, I like, uh, maybe Bill Gates episode I did was a bit too cutesy or whatever, but I mean, I shouldn't be out. I shouldn't be out here apologizing for things I said or whatever. It's like, um, I just, Oh, let me account for the shit I've done in the past. I'm very, I'm Christian in that way. I also wanted to state like, uh, like it's, I, I wouldn't want to make Christians the villain, especially in the, this world, like the globalists are the villain. There, uh, Christians generally are trying to do some good in the world. I mean, they're trying to do good or, or whatever it is. Like, I don't need to spend my time hating Christians when there are like very present evils that are worse than that. And Christians are usually, uh, f for their part, trying to point out Satan when Satan's there. I just think that it's important to recognize that Satan is a real presence and like don't, I think that a little bit Christians make him out to be more like god where he's kind of more mythical uh but like is supernatural like a power i'm saying that like maybe it's better to uh think about a more present satan <laughs> where it's like people are actually worshiping him and we ignore this because we're because we live in an everything's fine kind of world we're like well that's it doesn't matter like we're good everything's good if you got made people don't recognize anger if you got angry like we can't wait for you to come back into the fold when you're not angry anymore. People try to laugh you out of the, out of the room for being angry because, like, uh, uh, contra people that are being a contradiction or being disagreeable, the, this, this is, this is um, 
contradicts socialization and sociability and the rules of that game as they as they're meant to play out. But sociability makes it so that we're um, we we say that everything's fine or like every everybody everybody's doing good, and then when you're not doing good, don't don't talk about it. It's just that like it's just that um, everything is fine and don't don't like all of that's good according to so socializing but socializing is just inflicted on you with this idea of listening and it's like listening is part of this authoritarian state where um it's like if you hear voices in your head then you are quote unquote crazy but it's like um, this is just because of an adherence to listening and an assumption that listening is the most important. It's like there's, a, it's assumed when you say common good that it's just, we're we're treating communism like it's assumed that communism is positive. I wouldn't think that communism should be assumed to be good, common common good. We're doing you have to and but like. Don't scoff at a term like that because people actually use the term common good to tell people you have to give up your aspirations and do things for the common good when they're ignoring the separate good. They want a specific version of good that is in line with their agenda and their ideologies. But like listening, it's assumed you have to listen to authority. You can't, you can't authority can't be nebulous or up to your interpretation like if you if you hear voices people are like if you're hearing voices you're crazy when those people have really have no right to say what a voice sounds like in another person's head like you're like oh they're hearing voices so you must be crazy you're like you don't hear the voices somebody else hears because you could really you could speak of your thoughts and say like where do your thoughts come from those are basically things that are calling out to you or like you they you they speak through you or whatever you're th like you don't really have control of them then they just come about whatever you're thinking about and uh, like an authoritarian state tells you does this thought crime thing where they tell you to never listen to like don't listen to things that are out of the realm of authority but like um, it's just you're automatically crazy for something like that you could liken to listening to your thoughts obviously there's people that would maybe hear a voice and it sounds like they're they're hallucinating a voice that sounds like somebody's in the room when they're not or something it could be that bad but like this uh you're just crazy if you don't listen is what i'm saying this like goes along with this thought crime of telling you that you have to listen to only things that you know are already stated and obvious in the world around you that are already present like that you're gonna start thinking or being creative or something you're going to start thinking about new things or making leaps or trying things out or asking questions this is this is like um there's just this adherence to listening where it's always assumed that but it just goes hand in hand with the authoritarian state where you're like because it's it's just that you can everything is calling out to you all the time you're always you're hearing voices from all kinds of things so the things that you like doing you end up doing are the voices that you end up listening to you have all these influences all over the place they're all calling out to you everything wants to survive including ideas like 
like uh, spirituality or or anything or Christianity. Christianity wants to survive. That calls out to you. you. It's a voice that you listen to. If you end up living your life by it, this is and that's a decision you make basically in your head about based on things that you were thinking about. You're doing nothing but listening to voices all the time from whatever because everything in the world is calling out to you and like you you call out to other people the same way. It's kind of like who whatever you are is what what you end up choosing based on what you choose to follow after from the collection of all things that call out to you. And it's like the network of things that are around you is specific to you and your location and your circumstances, your sphere of influence, your relationships, people around you, that's specific to you. So it's like the set of people that you meet is different from somebody else's set of people that they meet. But, um, and then based on, based on what you're surrounded with, you have the opportunity to choose from those things that are already around you, what's calling out to you. But it's like your circumstances in part already make you who you are. But um, that you're going to say that you have to deny when something is calling out to you would be that you just like stop making any decisions at all is kind of the mentality I feel like is brought on by this stigmatizing thing that people do where they say, oh, you're... Are, you better not start hearing voices by, I mean, just like referring to hearing voices as one of these hor worst evils that makes you uh, a nobody in society once you start doing that because you're hallucinating and you can't be trusted and nobody can trust you. And so you're only, you're only to be medicated from here on out. These are just, society's always doing this to everybody that's trying to stand out is like, and stop practicing society because of that reason, because it's always... Um, it's always placing the blame on individual people and calling people shitty and making people out to be problems and making and in in doing so creating a problematic world like through this filter of society that is always what will happen it is always about the betterment of it, it is always about assuming that people are bad and that they are that they are worse or whatever i mean it's just basically an adherence to complete collectivism and that is practiced by only one of the two parties it's practiced by the left like it's not that's not for everybody it's just really for like half the people see it that way it just so happens that that half of people they're characterized by their visibility and their ability to promote themselves across every single social media so that's like the message that you end up seeing or whatever but um it's uh, it's a day about watch out for authoritarianism. That's the kind of day it is f for you from spoken from me. And uh, is there a way to get past it? I don't know. Not in the near future. Uh, but just um, don't be oblivious to whatever. I Like the virus, I'm like, whatever. Don't be oblivious. Don't be... Um, don't be afraid of being right or wrong either. Don't give in to authority, basically. Don't don't give in to the right and wrong nature of things, the legal system. Don't give in to authority. It's just, and that's why authority has so much power is because of people's right and wrong things. It's like people, people thinking that the dynamic of right versus wrong is so important when it's like everybody is right and everybody's wrong, whatever. But um, don't give in to right and wrong. Ignore it. Fuck that. And uh, thanks for listening to that. Talk to you. You can't watch the whole video because it cut out when there was only 20% on my phone remaining. I need to be better at life. But uh, I, um, I mean, I'm only so down on myself. I can only 
promote to you that I've done on myself so much is like only goes so far. I mean, I get mad at myself. Yeah. But, um, like, I mean, I could have done this, I could have delivered this a bit more honestly. I don't know that it was the most honest, but, um, just <laughs> whatever. Let me take this time to, I'm just in a very self-critical mood. That doesn't always happen, but, um, thanks for listening. See you all later. Bye.